Hey everyone, welcome back to Taking in Your 20s with me, your host, Allie Gav. In this week's episode, I dive into lots of feelings. Um, I share a personal experience I've recently gone through, but we talk about disappointment, failure, all those sorts of feelings, and just normalizing it, just being okay with it, realizing when you need to take a step back from something, um, that means a lot to you just because of prioritizing your own mental health and what's going to make you happy and not what you might think anyone else thinks, which they probably don't actually think, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, this episode's definitely raw. I'm definitely honest with you guys. And yeah, that's about it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I hope you feel some sort of connection relation if not maybe you will sometime down the road maybe you won't I have no idea but yeah before I say too much let's just uh jump into the episode hello losers all right so let's hop into the episode so um pretty big event happened in my life um yesterday and I'm recording this now because even though I feel like I'm not as raw and emotional yesterday um feel like everything's fresh in my brain so I'm just gonna hop into it so for those of you who don't know I um was training for a marathon um the past few months so like in January February March um April and um flashback three years ago I ran my first marathon and it was fantastic I qualified for Boston um, initially didn't plan on running Boston because the next year I would have had to run was going to be April of 2020 and I was still going to be studying abroad in Australia and I knew I wasn't going to be able to train for a marathon while studying abroad. It was just not going to be, not going to be a smart idea, especially in the summer heat of Australia. If you know how that is, you know that, um, coming from the U.S. and being thrown into that is probably not, um, not ideal. So kind of like wrote it off my radar and then obviously COVID happened and you know the Boston Marathon had to switch all their you know qualifying um standard times windows all that sort of thing because they ended up you know going virtual and all this stuff and so um flash forward to 2021 um my registration um or I guess my time was still viable for the um fall 2021 Boston Marathon and long story short um I forgot to register and couldn't run it obviously I briefly thought about trying to do a charity to do it and I was like you know what no I'm gonna be going to grad school I'm gonna be really busy it's going to be a lot and I need to just not put myself through that and it was definitely the right choice I don't think it would have been (laughs) a good time for me But then flash forward to this past spring of 2022, um, I was like, all right, let's do this thing. Let's run a marathon. And so I signed up for a marathon and, um, honestly, (laughs) every possible obstacle that could have been thrown my way, this marathon cycle has been thrown my way, but I'll get into that. So again, flashback to my first marathon in 2019, I was a sophomore in college So I was training every single day, Monday through Friday, with my college team. Had those teammates around me. Um, 
have that support. I lived in a cross-country like Affinity, which not gonna <laughs> spend time explaining that, but basically I was living with a bunch of different um, cross-country kids, track kids from my school, and it was awesome. It was like an amazing environment, and I loved every second of it, and it was really great um, atmosphere to run a marathon in. I had um, two of my guy friends were running the marathon with me, and two others were running the half, and so, you know, me and the other two that were running the marathon were going out, like, every single Saturday and doing our long runs, and then Monday through Friday, I was with the gang, like, doing regular runs and workouts and stuff, and that just plays a huge role, having that community, having that support just absolutely changes the game, and then, you know, obviously, like, marathon weekend, like, all of us went together, and, like, I ran the first 17 so miles with like one of my like good friends and it totally changes the game 100% um and I was like in DC where the weather is much nicer we don't really have like super harsh winters or snow on the ground that we have to dodge and basically that was like prime condition like I honestly don't see how it could have been better um I guess maybe without the stress of school but still um versus Going into this training cycle, um, everything was basically the opposite of that. I don't have anyone to run with in grad school, which makes long distance running really hard sometimes. You know, every now and then you can go out and like do a long run by yourself, but I'm out there and I'm talking like I'm not even seeing other runners versus like if I lived in DC or lived in Boston or lived in New York or wherever, you're seeing other runners, you know, you still feel some sort of community camaraderie, right? Like, because you're seeing other people, like, I'm talking, like, no, it's me, the pavement, and, like, maybe cars if I'm, like, on more of a main road, but some of the time I was just going onto the rail trail because it was easier because I wouldn't have to worry about stopping for stoplights and cars and whatnot, and then I'm just seeing no one, <laughs> um, maybe the occasional walker, maybe the occasional biker, but, like, I'm not seeing anyone, and I, just plays a huge like toll and I guess I didn't really realize that until I jumped into it because I had a great time running in the fall and I think that's just because I was just running because I love to run and my relationship with running has always been I love the act of running I love the running community I love watching people run I love running myself I love just how it brings people together and I love geeking out about running but I've never been the kid who like itched to race I was never that way um in high school and college I never felt that and like super sick if like other people do um awesome but she's like was never my thing um racing is always like brought me a sense of anxiety to an extent um I think obviously everyone feels that a little bit um yeah, it was just, like, never my favorite part of running, and so, yeah, I guess I didn't really have any real reason for why I was, like, I need to run this marathon, and I need to requalify again for Boston, and I just, I didn't think too logically about it, if I'm being honest, and looking back now, I think the universe was really trying to tell me, hey, let's not do this right now, but anyways, as I was saying, every sign being thrown my way, um, I went through, like, this, like, period of time in, like, early March, late February, where I could not get a long run in, because all of the days that, like, when you're in grad school, and I'm working, like, almost 30 hours a week, there's not a lot of time (laughs) between, like, 
trying to go to class and trying to like go to grad school and then I also had like hours at like internship and trying to work and trying to sleep and trying to eat and trying to cook for myself and it's a lot it becomes a lot and there's only so much you can do and there's only so much you can fit in and when the days are shorter there before we like switch the clocks um ahead again it makes things really tough right because it's like if you're not getting your run in between 7 and 4 p.m you're done and that's really hard with that sort of schedule because um, my grad school is like during the day. It's not like an at night type of grad school. So, um, yeah. And then I'm working and whatever. And so many of my days only allow me to run at night. And so that's very difficult when there's snow and ice on the ground and it's dark and things aren't lighted. And it's like, I'm sorry, but like, I don't really want to do a long run on the treadmill. Like, that's not really my thing. Um, and then we had to wear masks in the gym. And it's just a lot. A lot going on. Um, I could really go on forever about this. But, yeah. And, like, my schedule a lot, like, also didn't allow me for to eat lunch during the days. Because my schedule's running from, like, anywhere from, like, 8, 9 in the morning. So, like, I get breakfast in before then until, like, 2, 3 p.m. And then I have, like, a short break. And then I've got something else going on or whatever. And, like, if you're not eating lunch until, like three o'clock four o'clock it makes things a lot more difficult and so like to get the nutrients in or if you're just like you know snagging granola bars throughout the day it just it complements things it complicates things not compliments them I don't know what I'm talking about um but yeah again if you're a long distance runner you know what I'm talking about you understand you're like yep it takes a lot to have things go your way when it comes to long distance running anything Honestly, marathon distance and on, like, you need a lot of things to go your way on race day. Like, you do. And through training. And nothing was going my way through training. Um, I was honestly probably mentally exhausted as well. I was having a a really, really hard time mentally. Um, And I was kind of ignoring it and forcing myself along and forcing myself along. And the thing is, is, like, I have no doubt in myself that, like, I can do this. But it's just so hard when, like, all these other things are weighing down on you. And it just feels like every roadblock is being thrown in your way. Um, and sometimes you just got to step back and just be like, hey, like, this is how it is right now. some point it'll be different. And when that time comes, I'll be ready and then we'll do this thing. Um, sorry, I'm drinking uh, water on air. I'm not even going to cut this out. So enjoy that little intermission. <laughs> But anyways, there's the background. Flash forward to yesterday. I was feeling really good, honestly. Um, The day before, I was, like, definitely nervous, you know, struggling to eat a little bit more than I wanted to be, which wasn't ideal. Um, But I was feeling good mentally. And um, yesterday morning, I woke up, and I was like, okay, let's do this thing. My legs felt good. I'd been resting a lot the week before. Um, I was literally standing on, like, the starting like corral and I was like all right yeah let's do this thing I was like moving around I was hyped I was like okay let's go let's get it um beautiful day beautiful morning beautiful route um and I got out there and I was having a great time I was having a blast I had a hype playlist I was cruising those first six miles I was like let's go yeah clicking them off feeling good I was like yeah I can really see myself like doing this the rest of the marathon feeling good let's go and then we get to the turnaround point point. <laughs> 
um, just shy of seven, and, like, bam, brick wall, bam, like, out of nowhere, I'm talking, like, didn't even see it coming, um, and that was tough, and if you're a runner, you know what it feels like, it's like someone stuck a syringe in both of your legs, sucked out all of the, like, muscle and energy, and just left you out there to dry, because that's what it felt like, and when you hit that, you have a, there's a decision, right? There's, people are like, oh, mind over body type of thing. Yeah, at mile 21, <laughs> not at mile 7. Um, and that's one thing I think many people don't understand about marathon running or long distance running if you don't do it, is that like, I could have gone out there and finished the marathon, 100%. And when I was running, I made that, I had to make that call, right? And so I'm running and I'm like, okay, well, we're on a trail, so I have to make a decision, you know, within the next three miles when the next opening comes up, like if I'm going to continue this race or not. Well, it became very evident to me very decently quickly that I was not going to finish and, or that I wasn't going to finish in the way that I wanted to, okay? And so I had the decision to make, okay, I can finish the race in you know a time that I don't think is representative of like me and my ability and where I want to be and what I can do and just finish to finish or I can just step off the course accept this L like you know learn the lesson from it come back another day stronger and better and use this to fuel that fire and I ultimately chose the latter um I don't regret that decision. I think I, I honestly think I've been pretty mentally broken if I had chosen to continue. And I think it would have made my relationship with running a lot worse. And that's always been my thing for the last like four or five years is that I don't want to do that to myself. I have no desire to put myself through something that is not ultimately going to be in my best interest. And it just wasn't, right? Like it's not worth it. I was like, why am I going to put myself through this, like run 16 more miles to feel worse about myself, be in a worse place with running, feel worse mentally and worse physically than if I just step off the course now and call it a day. And that's what I did. And it was interesting because when I was making that, all of that decision and making in my head while I was running, you know, my legs are feeling like bricks and I'm moving along and I'm you know, thinking, and you know, as, as I'm making those decisions, I'm still thinking to myself, like, no, you can do this, like, you gotta just, but it's pretty evident when that happens, like, when you hit that wall, you hit that wall, and again, like I said, if this had happened in mile 21, we would have been talking a different story, (laughs) um, but it happened in mile seven, there's not much you can do about it, so I'm gonna be totally (laughs) transparent here, and just totally describe what this feeling is, but I stepped off the course and thank God my friend's mom was there and I knew she was going to be there and I stepped off and I started walking towards her and I started sobbing. I just started sobbing and she gave me a hug and I was just like sobbing. Um, I just like got so emotional um, and you know I just like told her what I was thinking. I was probably like blabbering. And I remember just, like, the first thing, like, one of the first things that came out of my mouth was just, like, 
I failed. I was like, I'm disappointing everyone and I'm failing everyone. And I'm so sad that I felt that way. And that, like, I say those things because I don't want to feel that way, right? Like, I don't run for other people. And that's the thing is, like, I don't run for other people. Like, I don't, my daily life, like, I'm not going out there and being like, I'm going on this run because I want to show this person or that. I don't care. I've never cared about that. But for some reason, when it comes to racing, I, like, feel this need to prove myself. And I hate that. Like, I hate it. I haven't felt like that in every race. Like, I never felt like that in any of the halves that I did. I I don't know. This one just felt so different. And I know I put all the pressure on myself for literally no reason. Um, but, yeah, it sucked. And I called my dad, and I said the same thing to him. And he just said to me, he was like, Ah, you're not disappointing anyone. He was like, you're not disappointing anyone. You know, you did what you could, you did your best, you're not disappointing anyone. And a little while later, my friend's mom and I were driving in the car, she was driving me over to my to my stuff, and I said that to her again, and she just said to me, she's like, Allie, if anyone thinks that, then they don't actually care about what's in your best interest, Therefore, they're, you know, not, not a good person for you. And I was like, no, you're right. Like, I know you're right. Um, and I was really grateful that she said that. I think I really needed to hear that in the moment. Although it was (laughs) still, I was still very sad. Um, but yeah, so I'm feeling better. Um, I'm accepting it is what it is. It's only going to make me stronger. Um, Obviously, you know, there's probably that little part of me that still feels like I failed. But again, if you think that, then screw you. (laughs) Because it doesn't matter. Uh, It was a lesson. It was an experience. And, you know, someday when I'm ready, we'll do it again. And in better circumstances, when I'm less stressed, and when things are going to pan out a little bit better, and the whole universe isn't throwing obstacles my way. Um, yeah, but now I want to kind of transition into a little just talking more just about disappointment, make mistakes, failure, et cetera, et cetera, in general, and just kind of like dealing with that. So, obviously, these are things that, like, people feel continuously throughout their lifetime, right? But I feel like in your 20s, because it's such a mishmash period, it's so confusing. Because it's, like, there's just no right or wrong answer. There's many levels of success. Like, many, everyone's on their own path. And I know I've talked about this a million times before, but someone else's success is not your failure and vice versa and I feel like there's no I feel like as kids right we tend to deem our success and failure based on like more arbitrary things like being in school and like having grades and like being in sports or whatever but when you're in your 20s like 
everyone's just all over the place doing their own thing. And I personally love like following my high school classmates on like social media and seeing that like this person is living in this city and having this cool job and that's awesome and this person is living out their dream in this place and doing their thing it makes me so happy and even people I wasn't like super close with and I think it's really cool and like this you can't ever compare like two people's lives in their own because they're all doing their own thing in their own way and I think it's super cool um if you're like me I'm the hot I'm the type of person that's always had super high standards for myself expects big things I put a lot of pressure on myself I don't know how or why I am like that I don't it just happened I was always as a kid like needed straight A's needed you know to have to be like very I can't words right now to be at the highest level and to like be seen as that and it was definitely some time in college I think where I started to be like all right let's take a break from that like you can get a B and like feel okay with it like you don't need to have straight A's like this class is hard and getting a B plus is good you're chill like hang out you're good um and I was really proud of myself for that and I've tried to do the same thing like in other portions of my life as well and be like all right let's let's chillax a little and I feel like it's definitely helped me I've been working really hard to break my own like perfectionistic life cycle I guess and I knew and again I knew that in that moment running the marathon making that decision was just another test that life was throwing my way to be like you're a perfectionist and you've got to deal with the situation and figure out how to how to get through it um and it sucks like right it sucks to feel like you quote unquote failed but like we said before the truth is if anyone thinks that then that when you're making the right choice for you is you failing then they don't actually care about you they're not actually interested in what's best for you and they don't matter (laughs) the people who truly care about you only want to see you happy and lift you up in any way and support you in any way that they can Um, and that goes for anything in life. Like, again, I'm using my, you know, my own experience in running sports as an example, but it really goes for anything. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that making decisions based on what is going to make you happy and prioritizing your own mental health, even when it's so hard, is one of the hardest things you can possibly do. And it takes so much strength. Like, do you think I wanted (laughs) to drop out of the marathon and, like, no, of course I didn't, but I knew at the end of the day that it wasn't going to make me feel good, and it wasn't going to make me feel happy, and it wasn't worth it. I think a few years ago, I thought that showing those things was weakness. I always thought, like, people were going to perceive me as being weak for being vulnerable and being honest and doing, I don't know, like, I would have felt so embarrassed by that decision, would never have posted about it on social media, would forget this podcast, like, forget about it, wouldn't have even thought about it. Um, but I feel like that shows my own growth as a person to be like, okay, I'm choosing myself and I don't care what other people, how other people perceive this, I'm going to outrightly post about it. 
and, you know, I'm still working on it. You know, it wasn't easy, but I knew it was something I wanted to do and did it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's actually the stronger thing to do. So, yeah. <laughs> like, if people want to perceive me as weak after this, like, that's cool. Like, you do you, man. <laughs> but I don't really care what anyone thinks because it really matters about how I feel about myself and people who really care about me will feel the same way. So, it's just really important to realize where something is worth your energy or not. Um, and if something's going to drain you, then just step away. You don't need it in your life. But going back to the whole, like, disappointment, failure thing, I think a lot of people feel this in applying for jobs or applying for schools um, and kind of feeling lost. And, yeah, it's tough. Like, it's hard. I mean, I haven't gone through that yet, but I've had plenty of friends um, and even, like, talking to my dad, like, you know, like, he always, like, told me that, you know, like, you're most likely, most people don't get a job right out the bat, right out the gate from college that they just love and want to do for the rest of their lives. Like, that's rare. And if you get that, cool. Good for you. But for many people, it's like, you kind of have to work your way up. And maybe in some ways, like, you feel like a failure for that. But you're not. That's just, you know, how things go. And so many people like take time after graduating college or high school or whatever it is to figure out their next step and people change what their the direction that they're going in like halfway through their lives or three three quarters of the way I don't know like later in life and that's cool I don't think that's something to be I don't know to see as a failure see as a disappointment I think it's something you learn from and experience that you know, is making you stronger, is going to make you better in the future. And I think it's honestly the stronger thing to do, to be honest with yourself, than to continue doing something that doesn't make you happy. Truly, I feel the same way about people who, you know, decide to transfer colleges. I'm like, that shit's hard. I mean, I was lucky enough that I never even contemplated it. But, you know, that shit's hard to you know, make that decision or to make that decision to go do something totally unconventional from the other people in your life. Um, But like at the end of the day, everyone's doing their own thing. And I feel like comparing yourself to other people um, and basing your own success or failure off of other people is only setting yourself up for failure in the end of the day, because you're never going to be satisfied with where you are if that's what you're doing so if there's one thing you get out of this podcast it's really just focus internally on what makes you happy and what makes you really feel alive and that success um like success just looks so different for so many people right so you know for one person it could be getting out of bed that day for another person it could be I don't know, getting an A on a paper or getting the job that they really wanted or being recognized on the street because they just made it big on Broadway. I don't know, but like it looks different for everyone. And like, how can you possibly compare yourself to the next guy? Because no one's the same. And I know that's literally so cliche to say. And I know I say that all the time in my podcast that I say cliche things, but it's honestly true and yeah just being just being real here with you guys 
raw. This is a very raw episode. I even cried a little. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but that's kind of all I, all I really had today. Shorter episode. Um, kind of recapping on all of those things. And, you know, like, I'll be back. Um, me and the marathon will definitely be at it again. I will say it's not my favorite distance. I really do enjoy the half a lot more. So maybe we'll be doing some of that more. But I'm sure me and the marathon will be butting heads soon enough and you guys will hear all about it I'm sure but um quick little update on what you guys can kind of expect moving forward so I am almost done with my first year of grad school drum roll actually just kidding that was really corny anyway so kind of crazy right because I feel like when I first started this I was probably six-ish weeks maybe eight seven I don't know somewhere in there midway through my first semester of grad school and now I'm almost done with my first year and gonna be heading into the summer so heading into the summer I've got hopefully lots of episodes plans for you guys I definitely at least have some exciting ideas coming up um so I'm really excited to share that with you guys and kind of take you along the summer and definitely will be posting a lot more because I won't (laughs) have well we'll see but I hope we won't be as busy and have as much going on or at least I'll have a little less stress in my life um so yeah I'm really excited I'm not gonna say too much because don't want to spoil everything also because you know who knows plans change things change so yeah I'm really excited I hope you guys are all really enjoying this podcast and at least getting something out of it um but yeah like I said before, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or if you know me personally, <laughs> reach out to me um, and just let me know, you know, if you have any thoughts, things that you think would be good for the podcast or whatnot. Um, if anyone knows older people that they think would be really cool to have on the podcast, definitely let me know. I'm always open to suggestions and really want to like get people on and that you guys would be interested in hearing. So... Yeah, thank you guys so much. Later, losers.